Hey, welcome again to Minecraft Lab, where we explore, experiment, and theorize about all things Minecraft. I am Minor Thoughts, and with me today, yet again, is... The Troj. How you doing, Minor? Good to be back. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This week is part two of our discussion on trends in Minecraft. Uh, last last episode, uh, we talked about the trends that we follow personally. We want to discuss the trends that the big YouTubers are currently following. But before that, we'll get to the lighter side, or maybe even the darker side. We got an experimental snapshot. We finally got the warden. How do you feel about that? Well, it was nice to actually get something for us Java players for a start. And yes. it was nice to see that it was the Deep Dark and the Warden. So, and I have some thoughts. Oh, I have some thoughts also. Oh, I bet some you Some minor do. thoughts. I have a huge theory. Um, but I want to hear um, your thoughts. And then, because I'm just going to lay it on you. I've got something big. It's huge. <laughs> totally not overselling your point. So... Well, uh, you've set a high standard here now, so I better live up to it. I'm, I'm expecting big things, Minor. I know, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's it's going to be archived. Episode four <laughs> of Minecraft Lab. If it if this theory happens, I'm going to look back on this episode right here and say, "I told you so. I told you <laughs> all of you so." And that this was it for the record this is being recorded on the 27th of february 2022 because it, this will be released in a few weeks time so if they do release your big secret at least you'll still be able to say now see troge said the date i was right yes on this day on this episode day. four <laughs> episode four. Oh boy so but before we do that i want to hear what uh, your thoughts are on the warden on the warden yes uh, the warden I'm under uh, deep dark, the warden, you know, what they gave us in the mm -hmm. experimental snapshot. Okay. Uh, I'm underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, they, they built the warden up. And if you go back to one of our previous podcasts, you know, I think I, I'll quote myself as saying, I think the warden will be something special. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's not, in my opinion. Uh, and the reason for that is a couple of fold. Now, I do acknowledge that this is really early days and they've put it out for feedback. But right. they made a big deal of this thing being intelligent and being a challenge and, you know, mm -hmm. beefing it up so it was, you know, one of the strongest mobs, mobs in the game. And right. currently as it stands, you just have to pillar up and shoot it with a bow and it takes about a stack of arrows and it's done and it will stand right. there and it will stand there and happily let you kill it it's like right hmm and i played on the snapshot as well and it's not that hard to avoid and right. and it's actually not that scary running around an ancient city because it's only if you're in make noise or vibrations near mm -hmm. a shrieker are you at risk of pulling this thing in and i can tell you 
the well one of the end cities not end city sorry one of the ancient cities that i looked at that i was exploring there was not one shrieker in the place not one. Oh, really yeah oh, I, wow. I had to go look for where another one was so i could actually play with the warden and hmm. i think you know let's just talk about ancient cities for a minute uh i think it's the design's good i think it's mm-hmm. um i think they're on the right track but the question i would have is the warden doesn't drop anything the the loot's not as it stands at the moment not that fantastic right why do i need to go there what 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 is making me go i need to go and find an ancient city why why do i exactly. why would i bother right as it stands people are just i mean well in the beginning when we first heard about the warden and and all that people were either they were you know given the option to either take on the ancient city and brave dealing with the warden to get the the big loot or just avoid it you know and you're correct uh, if I'm going to go to an ancient city, it's got to be worth it. If I, if this uh, warden is so difficult, then it's got to be worth it. So, I mean, I'm 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 totally there with you. I saw one person that got a campfire, and if the warden comes after him, they place the campfire down, pillar up, and just sit there and smile at the wither while he dies. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry. I say, keep saying wither. I meant warden. Warden. Yeah, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Yes. Um. So if, there, there are so many different ways to uh, what we call in the biz <laughs> <laughs> to cheese it. Uh, and I thought that they were going to make make this one harder to to cheese, so to speak. Mm. You know, there's there's ways to do that with the wither and the ender dragon. But I thought the difficulty level on this would be ramped up. But again, you got to look, it's still in the experimental phase. Um, So the feedback, I've been pretty vocal on Twitter. Um, I think I need to go to the feedback page uh, and express my thoughts. But when they were talking about it on Twitter, I said it needs he needs to have a regen ability. The dragon has a regen ability. The wither has a regen ability. I, I think the warden itself should have a, an ability to regen somehow. And I floated the idea of it being able to get energy from the skulk around it. Uh, you know, kind of like we can get the XP off of it. Mm-hmm. May, maybe it can drain some of that to regen its health. It's not a bad idea. Another idea that I floated uh, out there was if the warden gets to a certain level in health, maybe he could have an, a retreat ability to where he will retreat while he regens. And then, you know, come back. So you're going to have to find a way to take him out as quickly as possible before he regens or 
I don't know, just those are just some ideas I, I put out there. I don't know if they were taken into consideration, but... Uh... Well, see, the other side of that conversation as well is I have seen that whole line of thoughts of, you know, there's no need to kill the warden. And you know, that may be the line that the developers are taking is like, there's no need to kill this creature because you're not getting anything from it. So just avoid it. Don't try to kill it. But then it comes back to, again, why am I going to an ancient city? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, okay, you can't get that uh, swift sneak or whatever it is enchantment anywhere right. else. Okay, but where else do I need it? Now, I I, I think I said that to you in private um, when we were first discussing this. And, you know, since then I've thought, yeah, well, you know, you could probably use it to do swift bridging you know, like in the end, you know, you don't, you can go quicker as when you're holding on shift, you just right. try to bridge across. But it's still only limited using usages for that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need that enchantment. We've never had that enchantment. We can live without that enchantment. So, why am I going to right. the deep dark? Which makes me think there is something to this new block, this new big portal that's in, well, that's what people are calling it, this new thing in the middle. Mm hmm. I think there's still something to be revealed there, I think. And I have a theory too. Right, yeah. We'll get into theories because uh, mine is, ooh, it's big. Spicy. Um, spicy, as as <laughs> Sweeney would say. Mm-hmm. Very spicy. Yeah. Um, so this portal, or I, people are thinking it's a portal because if you go into the files, uh, the different structures throughout the deep dark, the ancient cities. There's one called Small Portal, and it's made to look like the bigger version of it. Yeah, correct. Within the files, it's called Small Portal. Uh, it's not the 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 larger structure is not labeled the same way. Yeah. But they're making that connection. So, the block, the reinforced deep slate. I was getting so excited about that. Uh, yeah, because of the possibility to move it, and it's as hard as bedrock. Well, come to find out, that is not intended. Not intended gameplay. Gameplay. Uh, so they're going to make it just as hard as bedrock, and you won't be able to move it. You may be able to do the same thing with uh, bedrock as you do when you're breaking bedrock and get rid of the block, but uh. I think that's not going to be something which is heartbreaking for uh, technical players because I've seen like Psycraft guys, Il Mango, he's like getting really, really excited about the possibility of a movable wither cage. Mm. And I was the same. I thought about setting up shop (laughs) in the deep, dark ancient city, Uh, you know, moving a bunch of that. I would want to try and move all that reinforced deep slate back to a base, I would just keep it there and make it an industrial area right there in the ancient city. Well, that's actually not a bad idea, actually, because nothing else spawns in an ancient city except the warden. Exactly. And you take the streakers out and nothing spawns there. It's just... And I actually, I don't like that either. I, I reckon that needs to change. Or they more mobs or something because like that ancient city that I found that had Mm -hmm. no shriekers in it at all 
And I, I walked around that place for a good 20 minutes and I did not see one shrieker. It was just too easy. Right. Yeah. On, on that, on that note, um, I don't like the fact that you can take a shrieker out and take it up to, uh, out to the desert or someone's base and set it down and spawn a warden just about anywhere. I, in my my personal opinion, I feel that should be biome dependent, that only a shrieker will spawn a warden in that ancient city. I otherwise agree. people otherwise people are going to use it to grief other people. Oh, hundred percent. Or prank or whatever. Uh, so I think that needs to be fixed. And the other thing with it as well is um it it the way you activate is you know you can activate the shrieker i think twice or that a number of times then after that any activation of the shrieker will automatically bring out the warden except that's not isolated to that particular shrieker or that particular ancient city that's worldwide mm -hmm. so the minute you've done it twice on a shrieker any ancient city that you go into the first time you do it will trigger the warden so they probably, oh, I think, wow. yeah, I think they need to um, alter that one as well. Right. And the first time I saw, I found out about this, it was when uh, Tango Tech was, I mean, he was, he got excited about it just as much as everybody else because he's, he's prepping for Decked Out. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he was doing things, experiments on relocation, um, and then uh, moving the shriekers around, seeing if he could spawn them anywhere. But I think if he's going to do decked out, if they change it, it's going to have to be there in an ancient city. I think, I really think it needs to be biome dependent. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, it's too prone to being abused otherwise. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah I agree. But I'm dying to hear your this theory of yours. I'm absolutely dying. Okay. Okay, are you ready for hang on. this? Let me brace myself. Hang on, hang on. All right, I'm braced. All right, bring it on. Okay. So here's my thoughts. And I've had this kind of rolling around in my mind ever since the warden was announced mm -hmm. back, you know, way back before they moved it to the wild update. Mm -hmm. That... The warden is protecting something. I mean, why else would you be calling him the warden? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think they talked about that. My initial thought was maybe they could put the warden in the strongholds or revamp the strongholds so they were within the ancient cities. And the warden would protect the end portal because we all know we all know that they're eventually going to do i mean i'm pretty sure they're going to do an end update mm. so when they went ahead and announced this wild update and moved the warden to that i thought well this is smart i think mojang is thinking ahead on this and this is part of my theory that Maybe this whole portal thing in the ancient cities um, is going to elude or 
have some mechanic that will, I mean, if they're going to revamp the end, why not bring these two together? The uh, ancient cities and the end. Uh, maybe, that's my theory, maybe they're having the warden be the protector of the new end. What do you think? I need to process that. <laughs> Everybody is really feeling that that's some kind of portal, that main structure. Some were hoping for a different dimension, but what I feel, and mark it down, what I feel is going to be to a future update. See, I, I think I think us saying, or us pointing out, that there's no reason to want to have to go to, the, to an ancient city. And I think most people would agree with that. I, I think that right. that leads to the natural conclusion that there is more with this let's call it a portal for lack of a better terminology that there's more to this portal than is being let on and i agree with you why do you call something a warden unless it is the warden of something and you could argue it's the warden of the ancient city uh, yeah that does sort of make sense but not really either <laughs> like there's nothing there to protect yeah. so i i agree with you to a, to a sense Will it be something related to an end, a future end update? I don't know. <clears throat> um, I, I, I think, wouldn't you just do a stronghold update as opposed to create a new structure? That's just it. Uh, you know, the end goal to Minecraft, you know, to get to the end and uh, free the end, roll the end credits. <laughs> really, people do speed runs. If you're good at it, you can do it fairly easy. But mm. if they added in the mechanic of there's an extra step you have to take to get to the end and especially if it's an updated end well the thing at the moment you know. too with uh, the 118 mob changing rule it's actually made strongholds not that dangerous anymore as well right because you know things honey need you know level of zero and those most for the most part uh, a stronghold is very lowly lit in most areas so mm -hmm. yeah, they're not they're not that so. dangerous so I, I see where you're going with it um for me an ancient city though has more in common has more connections to the nether than what it does to the end because you've got and i made this uh this call out way back when uh in a video um when they we had the minecon uh, minecraft live or whatever it was and you've got in in an ancient city you've got basalt you've got uh, that's the polished basalt You've got um, soul sand, and mm -hmm. you and you've got soul lanterns. So to me, I ne I didn't look initially back then. I didn't look at an ancient city and go, "Geez, that's connected to the end." I went, "That's connected to the Nether." Why? I don't know. It it, it may not. That may just be using blocks for for whatever purpose for that reason to just to give the blue look. But you know, you got the the salt like. I look at an ancient city and I see more comparisons to a bastion than what I look at it and go, oh, that's connected to the end. Is it a new dimension? I don't think so. I, I don't think they'll add, I really don't think they'll add on another dimension before they update the end. No, I, I agree with that. And I think it would be too big an update, a whole new world. Yeah, and look, I, I honestly do think you are onto something. Will it attempt to the end or a future end update? I don't know, but you know it's on official record here, so we can always refer back to it. Do I think it's a good right. idea? Yes, I do. I do think it's a very good idea, hundred percent. But I do think the only thing that we could probably say for certain is there's more to do with an ancient city 
oh, I pray anyway, there's going to be more to do with the Warden and the Ancient City than what we know so far. Because right. A, it's underwhelming, but B, why would you make such a prominent feature of this Ancient City with a whole new block that's indestructible for no purpose? What I find funny is a lot of people were looking at the snapshot and saying same thing oh this is underwhelming and, and you know we're expecting so much it's not an actual snapshot it's just something yeah. experimental i think they were feeling pressure to get something out for java players because for several weeks you know we got frogs and frogs and frogs but it was for bedrock uh so the java players were really chomping at the bit to get something uh, on their plate, you know, to, to kind of pick through and devour. So I think there's more to come. I'm hoping, like you said, I'm hoping there's more to it than just what we got. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think you'll find there will be. And um, hopefully the, the feedback for the warden comes in to make it a bit more of a, a step up. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, I thought, initially that uh the warden could break blocks kind of like the dragon does i thought that would be uh something also i mean because if you pillar up in the end the dragon has a chance of destroying those blocks mm. and knocking so, them off as well yeah I, oh yeah it, it just doesn't look like it's fully fleshed out yet i don't think in terms of its capabilities because it doesn't like king b dogs was very vocal on twitter saying that this thing was going to be intelligent and it's the complete opposite of intelligent at the moment. So I don't think we've seen the final version of the Warden. If we have, if we haven't, which I don't think we have, then, you know, watch this space. <clears throat> I would like to see, my idea is that the Warden's got an animation, whereas when it gets cranky, it sort of bends over and goes, Rah. I would right. like to see some sort of, put it this way, it reacts to sound, right? So why could it not, go rah and a vibration come or a sound come out of it which knocks you which has a knockback effect which pushes you that takes out the pillaring up oh interesting one you know and i still would like to see them as well do the the pre ones called the stalker where it, it mm -hmm. transforms itself so it can go through by a one by one block space i think if you gave the warden that those two abilities give it an ability to knock to knock you using vibrations or sounds and gives it the ability to transform itself or, or bend over so it can go through a one-by-one -one space you've ramped up the difficulty straight up but i think you also need to make it a little bit more aggressive too there there are things that need to be added to ramp up the difficulty because as we've been saying since the beginning of this our first experimental snapshot is a little bit you know on the weak side yeah <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, they were very clear too, saying that it was experimental. It was early days. So I think if you take if you take all the rest out that we're not happy with and what you see so far, I like it. I like where mm -hmm. I like where it's headed. Let, let's assume for a second this is early days and this has got a long road of development yet to go. If this isn't if that is the case, I like where they're headed with it. The animation is great. The concept of it is great. Um you know, yes, sound design. The sound, sound design, design is, is amazing. It's a, it's totally up off of the charts. It's really well done, hundred um, percent. The block designs are, for what it is 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 great, 
and different. Mm-hmm. I think the the structure design of the end city has actually had thought put to it. Because, you know, let's face it, you know, villages, for example, as a structure is not that great. The the temples are not that great. This has actually got mm-hmm. variety and texture. The only, the only, I think the only negative I would have on it is it is all deep slate. So it looks a bit samey, samey, but yeah. Um, but the, the overall structure of it is, is good and it's got good potential. Um, if this was the final release though, I'd be disappointed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like when uh, Cyberpunk 2077 first came out, they were like, you know, the hype for that was so high when it finally came out, everybody's like, what? Mm-hmm. No, this is not what we were promised. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, just they took extra time to do this right. Uh, and I'm glad they're taking feedback. I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, the voices will be heard enough yeah. to where it, it makes it worth it to either brave going into that area or even taking on the warden. Yeah. You know, and I, I do think there is more. There, there has to be more to it, particularly with that portal, um, in it with air quotes, um, than what is there at the moment. Otherwise, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. Doesn't gel. So. Yeah, it's not. It's not just an Among Us troll. <laughs> <laughs> that, that As has... King B Dogs said, it's an elaborate Among Us. Uh, meme troll just while you were saying that i had a thought and this could be nothing but you know when we would we discussed the uh the the development video of the warden you know i think it was episode one of our podcast right um and they were talking about is it tryptophobia or fear of holes what's a portal essentially it's it's a a hole. hole i think there's more to come yeah i'm hoping there's more to come I think I think there will be. I, I, I think a portal to what I don't know. My theory. I mentioned earlier. I had a theory. My mm-hmm. my theory is that the warden is going to get a ramp up. It is they're they're putting it out there. They've been their idea is to test with this snapshot. A, you're right. Give us Java players something so we shut up and we stop complaining that we get nothing. <laughs> yeah. But to test more the design. And how it how people are using it and watching to see how the people are playing against it to combat that like with the, the next lot of designing phases for it right yeah i mean that's that's and that's a smart thing to do or like okay how are people going to cheese it and then how do we make it difficult to cheese exactly <laughs> and, you know, and that and that's why they brought in uh piglin brutes because people were just smashing their way through bastions and made it way too easy. So they made two mm-hmm. changes to the bastions in a release. I think they're doing, they're not necessarily learning their lesson from that, but they're going, well, let's put this out in an experimental snapshot so we can see how can we make it harder. But I also think after they ramp it up, I fully believe that the warden will drop something when you kill it that will activate that portal and it will do something because I think there's too much, 
There's too much there to say. Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just a decorative decorative feature. I don't buy it. Right. No. Same. And, and the fact that you know their early development, they're talking about holes and having the fear of holes, and yeah, I don't know. It's got to have something. There's too much evidence to say. Hmm. It's just a nothing. No, I don't buy that. Right. Yeah. So that's my theory. I'm hoping there's more to come in this uh, 1.19 wild update. Mm. Uh, we'll just have to keep our eyes out and ears out and then uh, fill, fill you in here listening to the podcast or watching it on all the latest snapshot news. And that's why we're here, to theorize. Yeah. To theorize. Yes, this mm. is the Minecraft Lab. That concludes our discussion on this juicy bit of warden talk. Mm -hmm. Spicy talk. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to get into part two of Trends right after this. But I, I, and I never thought that this conversation was going to be a 30-minute conversation because once you start talking trends, it opens up so many different doors. Right. And there's so many, so much subjective thoughts and personal opinions on it that I don't think this is ever going to be a 30-minute conversation. Right. Well, bringing up... Um, well, it's all about Minecraft. You know, we're talking about Minecraft and uh, these things we've been discussing. Like I said... It really deals with a lot of the content creation around Minecraft. Uh, I'd never expected it to go this way, uh, but it kind of has. Um, and that's why uh, something we talked about in the pre-show next week or next week, next podcast. Yeah, uh, we're going to try and keep it on the lighter side. <laughs> well, that's but you'll have to, to find. So but to find out about that, you'll have to uh, join the Discord. Get in on the conversation. Going back to the notes, mm -hmm. I'm just going to list off the current trends that I see uh, and maybe hit a couple things on each of those trends mm -hmm. and then get your thoughts. Sure. So the cur current trends I've seen a lot lately, hardcore. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are doing hardcore and it's kind of an ongoing trend. I've seen uh, carried over from last year. Mm. A lot of people are doing a hardcore hermitcrafts. You know, in the middle of the seasons, a lot of them are doing a hardcore. Yeah. Um, some of them are doing hundred days or hundred hours. Cub fan, he's doing speed runs. So those are kind of you know the three main ones I found. The hardcore for me, and this is just my opinion, when you do hardcore you know at any moment you could die mm -hmm. and watching people like good times with scar <laughs> do hardcore that is entertaining that is it's not playing it safe uh, i think he forgets sometimes that he's playing hardcore yeah so uh that for me is entertaining other people that are just jumping on the trend of doing a hardcore just for the sake of following the trend and playing it safe that's i mean you can see that in any smp i mean that's nothing different mm. than so 
Uh, and, and another one that I follow is Sandiction. I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff, but he is doing mega builds. Huge, huge builds that you only see on SMPs by himself in hardcore. Hmm. Um, in the end, uh, he, he, he went out, his latest video, he went out and captured as many mobs as he, ca he could, including, you know, evokers, pillagers, ghasts, um, all, just about all the hostile and non-hostile mobs he captured for like a museum. Oh, I have got... seen that actually, yeah. So, I mean, that to me is enjoyable. So that's that's a hardcore that I'd watch. But um, people that are just following the trend of hardcore and, you know, saying, oh, I'm doing a, doing a hardcore, but, you know, all you see him do is punching punching trees i mean i've tried i've tried watching vintage beef and his hardcore but it, it it's just it's not as enjoyable as watching good times with scar escape death uh <laughs> every episode <laughs> and you wonder how it's like like create ways that i could possibly die and then cheat at my own death i yeah, very entertaining. And and you're right. And, you know, I think with hardcore, I, re I think the reason it's became a trend and I think it is sustained is because you have that element of danger. Um, like, there's, there's no hero, hero bubble, so to speak. So, like, mm -hmm. sort of now touch on psychology here. But, you know, when people um, watch a television show, as an example, for a, or a movie, when, when it's poorly written you can get something that's called a hero bubble where you know even though you're trying to get engrossed in this particular story or whatever you know nothing's going to happen to the hero because you know he's the hero nothing or she's the hero nothing is going to happen and like you look at game of thrones where everyone that hadn't read the book the end of season one, you got totally thrown onto your head because of how it ended. And I'm, I'm not going to put in the podcast a spoiler as such, but you know, it's like, what am I witnessing here? And all the way through that whole entire book series, and which sort of translated into the TV show, there was no such thing as a hero bubble. And so you're constantly on the edge of your seat. When, when there's a tense moment, you're on the edge of your seat going, is it over? Is this it for this person? And I think that psychology relates to hardcore very well because, as you said, at any second, this world is over. It's done. There is no second chances. And I think right. that's the appeal of hardcore. And, you know, I don't watch everyone do hardcore because it's not my thing to enjoy watching it. But, my God, watching Scar is entertaining. It, oh, definitely. And and I and, and to be honest, the only reason I watch Grian's take of it of that series is because it relates to what's happening in Scar's series. Yeah. Um I have yeah. to be honest, I haven't watched uh, any of Grian's. All I know is spoilers kind of over for him. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. <laughs> oh, well, I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I know Scar is in the hospital. Uh, mm. Somebody he recorded a couple of uh, episodes before he did that. So, you know, I think we're going to get one more 
and hopefully he, he said he could get back to content. But and, um, and obviously we wish him well, and um, you know this is pre-recorded while this is all going on. And I did see on Twitter this morning he's now home from hospital, so that's fan- oh, fantastic. Great, yeah, great. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And and scars, obviously everyone knows, um, one of my favorite content creators, and I take a lot of inspiration from Scar because he is so um, talented. And um, yeah, I do yeah, obviously wish him well. See, to me, he's a. Uh... He's an artist. Oh, a hundred percent. I I don't, you know, it's, it's like he could put two blocks together and it looked yeah. beautiful. Yeah. In it, the, the thing that sets Scar apart, and I know we're going off topic again, and I, I do apologize, but the thing that sets Scar apart from other builders is that how he puts life into his builds. So yes, is Green a good builder? Yep, hundred percent. But he has, for in, in some respects, he doesn't have the life in it. And the let's use an example of the big dig that Scar did in season seven of Hermitcraft. Mm-hmm. The build is obviously in Minecraft. You can't have a lot of movement unless you're using the create mod. Mod, but you know in, we're talking vanilla here. You can't have a lot of movement. So usually a build is static. But what he's built into that big dig is mind-blowing. He's got conveyor belts, and you can actually see in the build, the conveyor belt, he's got it paused at a particular moment in time where the conveyor belt's gone up, and it's throwing the material into the into the hoppers, into the collection system that he's got, that he's built. Mm-hmm. But all these bits, you can actually see it's like frozen in time in moment where all these things are frozen in the air as they're being tossed. And it adds life to it. It brings a living... It's just awe-inspiring to see the builds in person. Because I've downloaded Season 7's world, and I've been flying around, and I've been having a look. And it's just... He is on a next level above others. Uh, B-dubs is sort of there as well, because he puts different things into his builds. But, sorry, I'm totally off topic, and I do apologize. I'll stop now. No, 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 it's... (laughs) It's fine. I I understand NC and like you said, those are the trendsetters. I don't need to be a trendsetter, um, but I I do want to be unique. On that topic, though, there's no reason you can't be unique within a trend, or you can't let me right. no, let let me be different. You can't be different within a trend. You know, you you look at Hermitcraft, uh, and it's an SMP. It's a let's play, and everyone that does it, it's an it's a let's play series. And you've got well, legacy, but not so much now because they're just full, they're mostly full now of smaller content creators. But you've got empires, um, you know that that's a that's a trend. An SMP is a trend, but then you see others SMPs pop up trying to replicate the Hermitcraft trend, and they don't succeed, or they last for two months and people lose interest and they move on, or they don't get the views or whatever you know and, and there's there's like a second third tier of of smps as well so you got like Daybound and um probably interrealms probably fits in there very close to there and you've got um above that you've probably got imperial smp which is on the up they've got a lot of bigger content creators on there right. as well but you've also got underneath all those levels you've got a thousand other smps that pop up ones you'd never hear of you know, and, and that's a, like a circle of friends playing together, which is great. 
but you do definitely have the ones that pop up uh, that are there because people want to get discovered via SMP content and they're doing it because SMP is a trend. If you're mm -hmm. going to do an SMP because it's a trend, you're not going to be discovered. In 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 today's right. Minecraft, in today's Minecraft and YouTubing world, an SMP content on its own is not enough. And if you are doing it, you need to do it in a way that is different and gets noticed. And right. And I think, and I might be biased, but I think Interrealms is on the right path here with the way we're doing it this season because it is I was, different. I was going to mention that and. Uh... Before we get into that, that's that's an ongoing trend. I'm looking at my uh, notes. That's kind of an ongoing trend, evolved, but it's been around for a while. So uh, the last one I want to talk about real quick, and we don't have to uh, discuss it too much. Um, speed runs is mm. a, a, a trend. I'm not really, I'm not a huge sports fan. And to me, watching a speed run is... Uh, like a, watching a sports event. It's just not my thing, I guess. Uh, and it's not really something I would probably participate in. Um, you know, there a lot of them are just trying to set records. I I can see the appeal, but it's not something that I'd 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 really want to do. Specific speed runs, specific challenges. Um, if it was something unique, you know, going back to that word unique. Um. Uh, where it wasn't how fast can i kill the dragon but something different yeah maybe i might give that a go but uh speed runs that's just one of those trends that yeah it might be popular right now but uh it, i think it's kind of on the rise but it, it it's probably going to fall oh look i think every trend, popularity every trend doesn't matter what it is it'll have a an up and a down and everything goes in peaks and troughs everything you know what what's down now in two years time might be up and what's up now might be forgotten about in in time to come you know and now i'm, I'm with you speed runs do, do not entertain me i understand the principle of them and i understand the theory of them and i've watched a couple and went oh that's pretty cool well done good job but it also comes back to minecraft is a game for multiple different styles of game for people that enjoy it for different reasons for me i enjoy the building and i enjoy the uh -huh. storytelling and i enjoy the creative process so a speed run doesn't apply to uh, doesn't appeal to me because you're bypassing all of that part of the game um but you know to other people they don't care about building and that they, that they're happy with a dirt hut you know so and right and they speed run and that's what and, and that's a good thing about minecraft you know and and, and if speed running and you know manhunt and all this is a trend then okay fine it's a trend they enjoy it but i don't have to participate in that particular in that particular trend getting to what you talked about is the ongoing trend you know hermitcraft is in coming up on their ninth season so they're kind of the the og uh smp <laughs> yeah, they're continually evolving, trying to find out, you know, what's what's going to be popular, how they can make things different. They are the trendsetters. Mm -hmm. You know, they've they've I think they've established that, and you know, these smaller ones like Legacy and and Empires and things like that. Uh, 
you know, they, they try to follow those trends. What Interrealms is doing, uh, I'm impressed with. When every SMP puts out videos, they call them episodes. Um, when you watch an episode on TV or, you know, a lot of it now is streaming through Netflix, Hulu, whatnot, um, you're watching episodes. And those episodes are a story. A lot of SMPs are just, it's more like a let's play with, with mm. friends. What interim, what I like is the, yeah, you're going to get labeled as, as scripted, but you're, you're actually telling a story that you can, you can claim the title of having an episode because it's episodic. It's mm. an ongoing story. Yeah, and look, you and know not, what I mean. And not all of the Interrealms players are going to do the storyline style, right? There's some people that are going to do the, the let's play style, which is fine as well. And you know, you're not going to get away from us being said, "Oh, you're scripted." Now, that's not accurate because it's not scripted. Um, you know, I I can speak specifically for Ocean Clan because that that's who I'm in. You know, we have a general overview for say the next month of what we want to achieve in the game. But, you know, it, it's still organic things happen and we just adjust our story to make it work. And, you know, I can't say anything at the moment because it, we've got stuff recorded that hasn't come out yet, obviously. Right. But, you know, there, there's, there are times there where actually, you know, I've got to record with Naku a bit later because something's happened that necessitates me to have to change something that we've already recorded so it doesn't work anymore. So that's adjusting to oh. it. Yeah. So it, it, it's adjusting to that sort of on the fly. So it's it's not necessarily scripted, but there's definitely an overview. And if you're, you know, we're going for a full world integrated universe sort of thing. So you do have to take into account to what's happening elsewhere so that you don't do anything that contradicts what others are doing. And um you know and it's not something that's just come about like five minutes we haven't gone hey you know what we're going to do plans this season and um yeah we'll see you when the server starts you know this has been in the planning for since well before season two well we were still in season one we were talking about this and when putting plans in mm -hmm. place and you know it was very much designed to be different within the trend of smp now the reason Interrealm started was because myself and a couple of others thought Hermitcraft style content would be good because you know Hermitcraft does it it's a trend so let's jump on it let's do it and let's go for it but what what I've come to learn is if you are going to do SMP content as a let's play series it's not enough it's that that trend is the trend is good for the big players, but it's not good for the small players because if you if you're going out there to try and be the next Grian, why would I watch you when I can just go and watch Grian? So you yeah. have to find your difference within the trend if you want to hit a trend. See, that's that's a that's a problem with trends and bigger people setting trends is and I've seen this happen. I think I discussed it. I've discussed it with you before that you think of an idea and you're like, wow, this would be great. 
And if you don't jump on that uh, before someone else does, and even if you do, and a bigger YouTuber comes out with something and you're like, that is my idea, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not saying that that YouTuber uh, stole it from you, but, you know, they were thinking along the same lines as you. Sometimes you have to, you know, put yourself out there and try to start a trend. You know, it's a catch-22 if someone else comes along and they're bigger than you and they have the same thought you know you're you're kind of left in the dust <laughs> I, I think it comes back to what you said was it in week last week's one with with fair use there's nothing new under the sun so just because you've got an idea doesn't necessarily mean someone else is not going to get the same idea or hasn't already had it to some different degree and you know i, I don't think the big guys the big players out there i don't think they go out and actively start to make trends but trends evolve around the content that they make because they do have a million two million three million seven million eight million subscribers so it automatically becomes a trend you know and and for us now i didn't do last like i didn't set up the last life event as an example because it was a trend or i thought it'd be a way to get subscribers i just generally wanted to play last life i wanted to experience it mm -hmm. so I, I went out and went right and, you know, I'm fortunate to be in the position where, you know, Interrealms has got um, a second server there now. Thank you to G Portal for that, um, where we can run events. So I've got, I had the ability to go, hey, I'm actually in a position here. I want to play Last Life. I'm never in my life going to be invited by Green to play Last Life. So, hey, let's go find 20 other content creators and let's go and make it. Let's go and do it. But the important thing there was, how do we make a difference? You know, and you, yeah, exactly. And you helped me very much behind the scenes there. You and I worked on that so much behind the scenes. It was awesome. And that was one thing that drove us from that. Yes, okay, we were hitting a trend. It wasn't for the purpose of content creation as such. It was for the purpose of having fun to actually try out this game mode. But we were also making the conscious decision within this trend, how do we make it different? I think with, uh, you know, any of these things that, that we see, um, that we kind of uh, get excited about, uh, whether they be a trend or not. Sometimes we just have to, to explore that and see if it's something you know that we want to to create content around. I guess at the end of the day, you probably summed it up the best um, when you're talking about the way you look at it. Is you make content for you and content that you enjoy, and I think that at the end of the day has to be the most driving factor for any content creator out there is you have to enjoy making the tile of video that you're putting out and you have to enjoy watching it yourself. And if you're doing mm -hmm. those two things, let the rest happen. Just let it happen. It'll happen. It'll happen the way it's right. meant to. If you enjoy doing it and you enjoy watching your own videos, the rest be damned basically because you're enjoying the process. And let's face it, 1% of youtubers make it as a content creator one percent right. right so you may as well look at it as an enjoyable hobby until such point a miracle may happen right it may happen for you right you keep the dream alive but until that point look at it as a hobby and if that means that you're making content on a trend because it's fun go for it if you are making content because for you it's you want to be different you want to don't do anything that anyone else has done great go for it at the end of the day as long as you've enjoyed it 
That's what's important. Mumbo on his other channel, his photography channel. Yep. Um, he put out a little vlog talking about creativity and and that's kind of the same attitude that I have is that he has that I just want to I, I want to be I don't need to set a trend, but I do want to inspire someone. Find out what uh, is fulfilling, you know, what inspires you and what helps you inspire others. You know, and at the end of the day, if you want to have yellow and red hair sticking out like palm tree fronds and singing, no, singing, no, singing no, that you're no, an island no, boy. Don't go there. <laughs> don't you go if there. If that brings you satisfaction, then go forth. <laughs> oh, you are so bad. I'm an island this boy. This will not get cut. <laughs> this will not get cut. Just trying to make it. See, we're on trend. We're just trying. We're island boys. We're trying to make it. So I couldn't resist. Uh, I could not resist. Yeah, I trends. <laughs> when I see something, you know, that people are jumping, when they say, oh, I'm jumping on the bandwagon, a switch gets turned in me to where I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be sarcastic about this whole thing. And <laughs> that's why I, I appreciate Wesley because he sees it the same way. <laughs> I, I, I laugh at the memes you guys put up about that. But the whole Wordle thing, like, again, I didn't do it to jump on a trend. I, I saw all these things up and I was going, what is this? And then I just Googled it and I went, oh. And I actually enjoy taking like five, ten minutes just as a break. Uh, the thing about trends is some people latch onto trends and start doing it and putting it out there just to say, hey, look at me. I'm, yeah. I'm doing it too. You know, and... Um, if you're getting enjoyment, you know, as going back to enjoying what you're doing, if you are getting satisfaction, if you're getting fulfillment from a silly little word game, great. But if you're doing it just because everybody else is doing it, uh, that, I, I'm sorry, that just bothers me. Oh, look, I have no doubt that there are a ton of people out there that do it just to be part of the the in crew because it's the dumb thing for me wordle right. for me wordle's just a a fun five ten minute game that i can i sit in front of the computer and i switch off for two seconds while i, I try and figure out what the word is i, I think yeah, it's an I, enjoyable game i looked at it but i was like eh, not my thing yeah but it's certainly taken off i i don't want to be known for did every you know every trend i want to be the known you know for the guy that took that trend and blew it up with tnt <laughs> <laughs> and look and i think that's actually the right way to go like you see some channels out there that are, are trying to make it by jumping on every trend and they'll do oh, yeah and they'll do three or four videos of this particular thing and it hasn't quite caught on for them so they jump and then they jump and then they jump and then they jump then they do shorts and then they jump or then they go back to what they'd done like four weeks ago or something. And and to me, you're not getting any consistency. You're not getting any content out there because you're jumping on these trends, just trying to find what the next big thing for you is. And that's fine to a degree. But when you look at their channels, it's just like it's all over the shop. Like there's no consistency. And one of the things that I that you notice about the bigger content creators, and, and you know, if you are an aspiring content creator, the best thing that you can do is actually go to the bigger channels. And I know, you know, I've just said 
earlier that you know they play by different rules than us but you can look at what they've done and how they've grown and the one big thing that stands out is they are consistent in the style of content that they put out you know they're not jumping from modded to, to smp to tutorials to speed runs to hardcore back to smp it's consistency so because their subscribers know that they're coming to your channel for this particular type of content and if you're jumping from trend to trend you know you might get someone subscribed to you because you're playing modded minecraft and then all of a sudden you're putting out a vanilla smp and they're going well i'm not here for this and right. and soon they stop watching and the worst thing that you can have as we've described is a subscriber that doesn't watch your content because that actually hurts your your, your algorithm performance so you need to be careful with trends trying to jump from trend to trend and if you're going to do it just don't do it for three or four episodes and then move on to something else because you're probably not going to get any traction in that short amount of time frame anyway there's the catch you do something that's trending and you're successful with it but you get to the point to where maybe you're not enjoying it as much as you used to and you want to branch out you want to do something different you know you might be stuck doing that type of content or only being known for that type of content. So, I mean, how do you, how do you branch out? So, you know, you doing the separate channel, the, the Troj channel, I think was a smart move, you know, and for other content creators uh, that I've seen do the same thing, uh, they may not be as big as channels, you know, impulse and skiz, is not as big as their their main channels but i think it was smart of them to, to keep that content there mm -hmm. so to it doesn't affect their main channel so i don't know it's 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 really that's why i don't i don't want to sh get to the point to where i stress about analytics or whether or not someone likes something and I think that is what it boils down to, all of it. It distills down to this, you know, and analytics for content creation, it takes you a while to get your head out of the mode that subscriber counts important. And it takes you a while to get out of your head about comments that you might get negative comments or something like that. None of that matters at all, you know, and, it also, you know, for a while when we started in the first 12 months, it was like, well, why isn't this, why is this video not performing? Well, what, it gets you down. And it has the ability, content creation has the, has the potential to actually really drag you down emotionally and mentally because, you know, you might put your mm -hmm. heart and soul into a project and you get 10 views and you're going, what? But, you know, I've worked so hard on this and no one likes it. At the end of the day, you've got to look at it differently. You've got to look at it from the perspective of, okay, this video worked, and these are the analytics that it hit. This video didn't work. So what was it about the one that got more views that worked? And then you look at that video, and then you figure out, you look at it as like it's a puzzle, right? So how do I hit that one similar, more, more like that one? And you go with that. But above all of that, the most important thing 
Not analytics, not view count, not sub count, not retention rate, not click through rate. Nothing of that is important if you are not enjoying the content that you're putting out. Whether it's on trend or it's not on trend or it's completely different or it's a direct copy of someone else's style or whatever. If you enjoy making it and you enjoy watching it, do that. Trends, yeah. whatever. Just do that because if you're enjoying it the worst that can happen the worst that can happen is that you've had fun on an enjoyable hobby thank you once again for joining myself minor thoughts and the one charge here on minecraft lab if you would like to be involved in the discussions here on the podcast join our discord the interims we'll see you next time bye